0: Well, that sounds good. That intro music, doesn't it? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Soccer Preview Show. Uh, it's been a while, Jordan. And that is unfortunate. That's that is partly on me. Uh, the the struggles of parenthood sort of kind of got in the way, uh, and also due to the holiday, just the fact that uh, Thanksgiving was was going on here in the United States, and we kind of needed to take some time away. But we are back. We're stronger than ever. It's a big weekend coming up jordan uh and and also a very very big week but uh as we say on this show we like to look forward so we don't like to look back too much but uh give us a quick recap jordan of what the last month was like for you
1: oh man the last month has been so uh so busy well first yeah. of all uh i plan to uh slide to england uh to demonstrate in front of the uh premier league uh corporate offices about the uh ruling that loan players cannot be uh loaned out or players cannot be loaned out between various uh club entities owned by uh you know uh you know cheeks yeah pifs in um, other words the saudis can't
0: loan you cristiano ronaldo
1: ruben neves or ruben neves i was um, okay I was also uh i was also concerned at uh you know
0: with the injury reports because uh good god uh, uh yeah yeah we'll get, we, we'll we'll we, talk we'll definitely talk about that in, in 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 the top four but yeah it's the the physio room at Newcastle is quite busy
1: yes and then uh just the the busyness of Thanksgiving uh we had we had family events starting like my parents started Monday night. We we had family events Tuesday through Saturday last week. That's not included. ridiculous. It was, but it was so much fun. It's it, it's it's the best time. It's it's the start to my favorite time of the year, Adam. It really is. Uh,
0: it is. It's a good time of year. It's it's we're we're getting into what uh you'll hear a lot on on NBC talked about as the festive fixtures list uh this is of course the the fixtures that go on around Christmas so yeah that that's starting up you've got oh just just a whole bunch of, of football coming at you with FA Cup this weekend which we'll talk about a little bit later um but before uh we, we start I, I've had a bit of a revelation uh, Jordan and I think I think it's going to help us kind of try and get this podcast in front of more people. First of all, in order to get in front of more people, we probably have to do more episodes. That's that's on me. Um but I I, I think we might start looking at maybe doing this live on YouTube in the future. That might be a twenty twenty four thing. Like it, it may not happen until the turn of the new year. But I I think we could get some fan interaction, start doing some live live streaming kind of stuff. Not nothing involving cameras. I don't want people to see my face. I mean, I'll I can I'll put a picture of myself up there, and we'll we'll, we'll get something nice. I don't know. We'll we'll take our heads and put them on on in. I don't, I don't. We'll make it look funny. But regardless, I I think that might be something that we do in the future because I, I this is fun. It's a great break for me, and I want to do it more. Um, and so. Yeah, be looking out for that. We'll we'll talk more about that as as we get closer to it. But I I think YouTube Live might be the next step for the big soccer preview show. If uh, if you're okay with that.
1: No, that sounds great. Yeah, I yeah. already kind of have an idea. Of and I'm I have to send this to you because you're our computer expert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I know I know what I'm I know tumble. what my, I want my uh, my background to be. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want it to be uh, a picture of. Uh, I want the uh, the classic image of the Newcastle fan fighting the police horse. I want my oh, yes. head on the fan, your your head on the horse. <laughs> uh,
0: that's that's a good idea. We may have to make that work somehow. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's coming down. Hopefully, uh, coming down the pike here pretty soon is is we'll we'll move over there. We'll still be here, so you can still listen to us if if, if you uh, want to listen to us on a Friday um, ahead of a big soccer weekend. But uh, I think I think that fan interaction side of things would would be good, and uh, and and YouTube is good for that. So, uh, but more more on that later but now let's 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 get into it. This is top four of course this is our segment where we talk about the four Premier League games that you cannot miss this weekend and it was hard to just pick four this week Jordan because there's there's at least one honorable mention um and that's not even to talk about the the games in Europe. there's a lot of big clashes in Europe and uh, the on the continent uh, uh, this weekend but uh we'll start. On Saturday, kind of a weird Saturday because of the midweek games. So the the 9 a.m. kickoffs will start us off. And there's one 9 a.m. kickoff that has my attention that is Arsenal, uh, top of the table Arsenal, versus Wolverhampton, uh, who find themselves currently in, tw- in 12th place. This will be at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on USA Network. I'm calling this the VAR Derby, Jordan, because both of these clubs, uh, for better or for worse, uh, have decided to... Uh, they've decided that VAR is their enemy uh, this year, some some more than others. Um, obviously, Arsenal have complained a lot about a certain decision and decisions and stuff, and of course, uh, Mikel Arteta had, had his say and the club had their say, still waiting on punishments to be dealt out for that. I don't know, I, I don't see how Mikel Arteta is still allowed to be on the Premier League sideline after what uh, what he said after that game, but Uh, Wolves, perhaps, a bit hard hard done by here and there. Um, But this one, uh, I'm interested in it because for all that Wolves have been going through, I mean, they're they're an up-and-down team. You never know what you're going to get. They've gone to beat Man City at home. They beat Bournemouth away. That's a big win. But then they dropped points to Sheffield United away. But then they go and beat Tottenham at home. It's, it's, It's a weird Wolves team, and I think that, That is kind of dangerous from an arsenal perspective. Is that you just you don't know which one you're gonna get?
1: Um, Yeah, wolves are the 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 team at the lower 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 end of the table that definitely play to the level
0: of their competition. Did they play? Um, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah,
1: like Southampton before them, because Southampton would play. You know, God. Um, yeah. a couple FA Cup semifinals against Man City where, you no know, a
0: they had a real puncher's chance. And then they'll just lay a stinker, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, they go out honestly, and they'd, they'd play City close and then they'd lose like 8-0 the next time out or something. Yeah, that's um, a good way, yeah.
1: And, you know, I, I kind of feel like Arsenal is going to feel um... um Buoyed by the midweek win at uh 6-0. Um yeah. Just spanked um spanked them. Yeah, no, but domestically it took it took it took a Kai Havertz late goal to uh win last weekend.
0: So I think they're going to be confident, but again it's Arsenal. How can you ever be sure? Yeah. Yeah, they've rattled off um four straight wins since that <laughs> the aforementioned loss to Newcastle, which for the record, I don't want to get into it. Like that that's several weeks ago now. It's it that's the result and it's just that's the way it was and it and yes it was it was fair because that's the way it was called and, you know, whatever. Uh but they beat Sevilla 2-0 in the Champions League. They beat took care of Burnley, uh, one nil away at Brentford. That's nothing to s- sneeze. There's nothing to sneeze about. I mean, you know, that's a tough place to go and, 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 and get points. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, an absolute demol- demolition job against lawns, um, at the Emirates on Tuesday. So they're, they're in good form. Um, they had a bit of an, in- a bit of an injury bug hit them, but they've kind of recovered from that. um, but uh, like I said, calling this sort of the, informally the 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 VAR derby, uh, because of the issues that these fan bases have had, there was a really interesting poll that came out, and I think this was just in the UK, uh, obviously. Um, but uh, it, it basically asked fans, and it was UGov, so it's not like this was just an internet poll that Sky Sports put up. This is like a proper polling. They this is a you know a, a genuine polling outfit, UGov. And they found that ninety-five percent of fans in the stadium, ninety-four percent on TV, said that that the use of VAR has made the Premier League less enjoyable. Um, and there was another statistic. I want to say it was like something forty percent of those polled said that they they would cons- they would consider or or are more than likely to not go to as many games in the future due to var. Now, that one I think has more to do with other things. Obviously there's a cost of living crisis. Tickets are expensive. Uh transport issues have plagued the UK lately. So I mean that that may be weighing into more minds than than the pollsters have thought. But the 95% number is is kind of I mean that's that's that's, that's surprising to me. Uh, and so I guess you know, just to get this out of the way and and not spend too much time talking about this, should VAR be scrapped? Should we just get rid of it and 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 go back to the way it was before and and, and you know, maybe look at other ways to to try and overcome the shortcomings that existed that brought VAR on in the first place. Or, or what should happen? I mean that that's the question that's been bandied about this past week, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Should 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 we just get rid of VAR altogether?
1: Yes, I think currently um, VAR is asked to uh, to confirm too many cl- too many too many fouls yeah. or calls that are in a gray area, which is antithetical to its purpose. VAR in theory should be used to to say okay yes or no is it this? And then if it's yes, you confirm the call on the field. If it's no, you get the official over, he looks at it again and then he well, and then he confirms the decision that he made or says wrong call. That's yeah. what VAR should be used. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, I think it needs to be scrapped uh, because it is ridiculous uh, watching replays of offside calls where they're literally drawing like millimeter, uh, you know, millimeters of difference uh, of difference lines to say, oh, he's off sides. Which uh, I kind of hope they. Uh, this is another topic. They bring in the Arson Wenger uh, 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 offside rule next season. I think that'd be a real boon. I think that um, would be
0: awful. I think it's a terrible idea because basically, what you are going to have is you are going to have teams set up deep so that that doesn't happen, and it's just going to be boring. I mean, it's just, it's just going to make the, ba- the game boring. Like, I, I don't, I don't see how that fixes anything. I think you just you are not fixing anything. You are just moving the line essentially. So I I know I I don't like that at all I th- I think it's I think I think it would bring about a negative change in the game over time. Just like, I mean, like VR have VAR as, VAR as,
1: as a, David as a, as a West Ham fan though you have to admit uh, the the Vanger offside rule would play right into David Moises playing style so uh, I mean it's they, uh, still find uh, a
0: way to 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 screw us over and this is the point like you're always there are always going to be problems you're always going to have fans say this or that I mean. Basically, I think VAR has to be scrapped or it has to be severely limited. And in order to do that, you're going to have to do something that fans who are in favor of VAR at the moment uh, and want to see it implemented and are okay with keep saying, which is... The, the, you're going to have to go back on, on something that those fans keep saying, which is that the standard of refereeing has gone down. No, it hasn't. It, it It's the same as it always was. It's just we're paying more attention to the decisions now, which is one reason I think the VAR needs to be scrapped is because those decisions alone don't make up a game. And we need to stop focusing on these tiny things and and actually watch the football game and enjoy the football game and, and celebrate the football game instead of trying to nitpick the football game, which is what VAR does. And I, again, I think that the Wenger offside rule just it takes us back to nitpicking the VAR game. So instead of saying, is his toe over the line, we're going to be saying... Well, is his heel past the line? Like it's not—it's not, it's not going to change anything. It's just gonna—it's just gonna move the line, and it's just gonna kick the can down the road. Where, in reality, if you went back and looked, for the most part, they get the offside calls right. And if they don't get them 100% right, they got them mostly right. In other words, if a guy's toe is over the line, that's not an advantage. That requires an offside to be called. Like that's—that's that's just not. Enough of an advantage to say, oh, he's offside, which is what the way it is now. So, but I agree with you. I, I I do think VAR needs to be scrapped or at the very least limited and just limit it to, you know, did the referee give the right guy a red card? Because that happened before. Yeah. And that was ridiculous. Yes. No. Yeah. Limit no, it to stuff uh, like that. Or limit it, limit it to, you know, the, the first use of VAR unofficially was in 2006 when Zidane headbutted Matarazzi. And the referee looks at the replay and saw what happened and said, "You know what? If I had seen that, I'd have given a red card." And he gave him a red card. That's the and correct maybe, use of VAR. That's how you use ma- it. That that alone, it's the stuff the referee just maybe that's what it should, that's
1: what yeah. it, sh- it should be used for is, is yeah. to look for fouls that occur out of line of side of the re- out yeah. of line of side of the the on the on the pitch official. Yeah. Uh, to adjudicate for like, I'm gonna be honest, um. The gimarash elbow.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the thing. Like, yes, that, but also, you know, arguably, Kai Havertz should have been sent off. Oh So no, he's, those no, two no, things even out, which is what I'm saying when, I, when yeah. I say things like, at the end of the day, it actually comes out to being pretty even and pretty much the same, which is that whatever happens on the football pitch is what decides the game, not yes. the referee's decision. So, I don't know. I... I it's definitely an issue, and I do think, I think you're you are losing some people. I don't know if you're, they're they're leaving in droves, but they. I think I think the Premier League is losing some people with the way the VAR is implemented now. Um,
1: and, and, and I, I honestly,
0: uh, you know, to
1: to to bring it, you know, to circle back on your point too, you talk talk about people leaving. It is frustrating as a football fan to watch this beautiful flowing game Mm -hmm. and then have it stop down and people say, okay, was, was the arm in a natural position? Yeah. Was too Was he too close to, was he too close to the, to the, to the player? Yeah. What, you know, was he, was he too big? Was he widening his body to block the shot? Yeah. Like in a pre VAR world, I don't think that kill, that that uh a livermento penalty gets
0: called. Right. Yeah, because it it happens during the play. The referee sees it and decides, you know, okay, that that I don't think was a was a foul and we just move yes. on. And we just move on yes. with it. Yeah. And also Whereas, we didn't hey, have I'll... we didn't have stupid amounts of stoppage time, which yes. is another issue.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of another 10 minutes no that's too much A stoppage time to- yes Ugh. i i mean i could only i could only imagine um what sir alex ferguson <laughs> what would, would, would have what would have, would have been like on the touchline if he if he looked over to the fourth official and he holds up a board that says 11 minutes
0: well, it, some people would say that uh, that what Sir Alex Ferguson did was they held up a board that said four minutes, and he pointed at his watch and said, "No, no, it's 11. And they said, "Yes." But I digress. Um, so, yeah, that. So, uh, but th- this will be an interesting game. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see which Wolves team turns up and how Arsenal handle uh, their visit to the Emirates. Arsenal versus Wolverhampton, 10 a.m. Eastern time on USA Network later on on Saturday. You can catch. Newcastle uh, in 7th place versus 6th place Manchester United, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on USA Network. Uh, moved to the later kickoff due to the Champions League commitments. Oh, woe is me. We have to play Champions League, so you got to move our game away from the 1230. Try playing on a Thursday night. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm
1: depending on what happens in the you home might. In Milan. We you might, be, might. <laughs> I I, uh, you know, I I either want to win and put us into the into the to the, the, the knockouts time. of the Champions
0: League or just Get go drilled. to l- lose lose the group altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not have to go through that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um uh, also, um I, I I think we should we should call this the injured reserve Derby because Newcastle, they've got, the, as you know, Jordan, a physio room that you could use to make your own team out of, um, while maybe minus a goalkeeper. Um, while well, Man United situation has improved, but it's still not super great. I mean, Casemiro is still out. Um, I think Erickson's still out. They, there's are still missing some some players um, that, well, players that could help on weeks like this when you've got a trip to Galatasaray to uh, to try and forget about. Let's going back to that, and this is a question that I think is about their more about their whole entire season. But I think we saw it um, uh, on Tuesday night that three three draw, uh, the uh, three points that turned into one once again from Manchester United. Do they have a mentality problem? Like, is that are are we at a point now where there's just there's something wrong with the mentality of this squad that they keep losing out on on points and how do you how do you fix that like where where do you find that that way to go forwards uh and and to turn because right now I, th- I feel like for manchester united draws are turning into wins and or uh excuse me other way around wins are turning into draws and games that you could draw are sometimes turning into losses so how as manchester united do you start to turn that around if mentality is the issue
1: Um, I think you have to clear the deck. Yeah, I really do. I um, there is probably five to six players that I would honestly keep, and then everyone else I would give the walking papers. Who are the five to six? Uh <laughs> we um, would keep uh, Hannibal. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, that not not uh, who, who I he? thought would
0: be first on the list, but okay. I, who's I their could... who's their other young player? Is it me? Me now? Are you talking about Kobe Minu?
1: Minu, yes. Had a My
0: fantastic new. debut against Everton. Wonderful. Wonderful
1: debut I would against keep, Everton. Last I would keep Onana because he has to be better than this. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, I,
0: he reminds me the, a lot and, of, right now, Fabian Bartes, who was the goalkeeper in the early. 2000s for Manchester United. This is before, or around the time they got Tim Howard in, and then uh, a few seasons later, I think they ended up getting Edwin Van der Sar in, and he he basically just held the position for several years after that. But, but Fabian Barthez was a French international, and just looking at him, you could tell he was, he was just a crazy SOB. Like, that guy was like the typical insane goalkeeper, like the, you got to be crazy to do this job type person. And he would make these amazing, incredible saves, but then he'd just do these boneheaded stupid things like, what are you doing? Like, how could you be like this? You're a French international for God's sake. That's what Onana reminds me of. I think we've gone back to a Fabian Barthez era at the moment, which is not super great, but is not also the worst thing. He did win trophies at Manchester United, but Anyways, I digress. So, yeah, the, definitely. So, so Medjbri, Mainu, Onana. Uh, Hannibal. I, I said Medjbri, yeah. Okay. Hannibal Medjbri, um, Kobe Mainu, uh, Onana.
1: Garnacho, obviously. Okay,
0: yeah, for that. I mean, for
1: the bike alone. Yeah, no, no, no. Just for that, that perfect. is, gonna, I mean, if he doesn't do anything else in his career <laughs> at any other club, he is a he is a street legend forever. <laughs> I mean, just
0: um, pretty sure you won a world cup, didn't he?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so it, that too. And then I think, and then I think you keep Luke Shaw. Okay. And everyone else, I'm giving the papers <laughs> to get out. Casemiro. Gone? Casemiro gone. Really? Yes, yes. Casemiro, he he should be called he he should be calling himself Casemiro because it looks like he drank a case of uh, a case
0: or two of beers before every game. Hey man, man looks bloated. Still, he, it's just his look. It's it's he's got a low center of gravity. Um, I, I mean, um, I definitely Rashford, Rashford, Rashford could do all his well, amazing
1: things yeah. for school children in, in at Crystal Palace. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean Rashford's definitely not the same player that he was last year, and obviously Martial's got, got some issues. I definitely, th- I don't know if it's quite as bad as clearing out everybody, but those five or six players—if you named five or six—but but there's there's definitely room for I think moving on some of these players. I mean, I forgot Mason Mount was there. Now, part of that's due to injury, uh, which is unfortunate. But I mean, yeah, like it's it's they need a solid, you know, concentrated squad focused around a couple of players and and then you know sort of those role players around them. But but right now it's just there's there's just too many different types of players. There's too much change. And yeah, I, I think I think that that's the mentality issue you're seeing right now. I, I would agree. I do think a clear out is necessary, and that's why I think Eric Ten needs to still be in his job. There's been some talk about, you know, well, what happens if, if this continues, and you know, if they sack Ten Hag, and there's been rumors of, oh, they're they're lining up Zinedine Zidane, which is not going to help anything at the moment because that's not the problem. The problem is, you, you've had too much managerial turnover, and because of that, you have all these different squad players that are on insane wages and because of that you just need you need time to cycle them out and you need time to to move them on. Um you know it's kind of the opposite problem I think that Newcastle have right now, whereas, you know, they they're sort of adding to their squad because they've they've added matches and and they're they're sort of building on on what they had. Um you know, but they are still getting those squad players, those role players, to produce for them. I mean, Jamal LaSalle's with a fantastic goal against Chelsea. Um, I think that I think that's that's right, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't he? He scored. <laughs> he scored in him.
1: Honestly, he scored yeah. the second goal that should have been Joel <laughs> Joe Ellington's. That's right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Man United has the opposite problem of... Of Newcastle United, yeah, they have too all many. this supposed
0: talent. Yeah, too many, but too they many don't chefs. have the mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too many chefs. Whereas Newcastle have the mentality; they just lack the legs right now to carry it out. Which it's it's sad. Mean, it's just it's and it's and it's not good. But it's just it's the. I think I, I I'm gonna say this now. I, I told you and Caleb this in our in our group text. Um, But basically, if if Newcastle season were if I were playing football manager and I had the amount of injuries that Newcastle have right now, I would assume that there was a bug in the game and I would just start over like it's just ridiculous how many players are out for for Newcastle right now.
1: Exactly. I I, I feel like I, I feel like Newcastle is like a red army division Sweeping across Eastern Europe, Easy. back to b- back to Germany. I okay. mean, like they're like in half, like they're like in half strength. Everything is somewhat broken but repaired, but they're still kicking ass. <laughs> like I, le- I legitimately thought that le- Jamal Lascelles, like his regular playing time as a center back for Newcastle, was done. I'm like, you know what? He held us through the years. We were, you know, under under Benitez um you know under oh god I I I you know what I've already forgot his name I put it in the past um when we were in the championship you know last he held us he held us through like those 4 years of the of the last tenure of Mike the tenure of Mike Ashley are you and are I'm you, like okay oh well oh, sorry
0: there's some thunderstorms moving through our area so if you just treat it like uh, like ambiance continue jordan
1: yes i yeah um i thought his playing time was done i was like okay he'll be in uh, care about cup matches. He'll see action in the FA Cup. Maybe he'll get rotated, uh, a, you know, after a uh, a big, you know, Champions League away match. Um. But no, then he's out there contributing I'm... an amazing headed goal. To, to, you know, take it take it back from Chelsea. Yep.
0: By the way. No offense, but that free kick from Sterling was just—oh my god! No, the, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember sitting I, there I watching no it. I, that goal. I was watching him line it up, and I was just thinking, "Man, this would be a great camera angle if he scores this." <laughs> and then he scored yeah, it. And no, I was just like, was... "Show it! Show the camera angle!" I, ha-
1: I, ha- I <laughs> had perfect. no complaints with that. Um, that was an amazing free kick. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, this. If, if Eddie Howe, uh, I, I, I just wonder how far he goes with the Newcastle project at this point, because I feel like England has to call him
0: <laughs> because well, 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 that's, it's a bit farther down the line than this weekend, but yeah,
1: no, I mean, I'm just, Steph- I'm just being honest, the mentality yeah. he's put in place at Newcastle is incredible. The amount of injuries they've had to deal with this season and players that were very low valued going into the season have come in and played at replacement level um it, it's it's incredible um yeah and I uh I honestly I I I do, you know I don't doubt that we're gonna give a, give it a game in Manchester Manchester United this week
0: oh yeah absolutely this is this is it's it's got all the makings of a of a cracking game, especially being at Saint James's Park. So this Newcastle uh, versus Manchester United, seventh versus sixth place, three p.m. Eastern time on USA Network. Speaking of Chelsea, uh, Chelsea versus Brighton. This is on Sunday. This is one. Of, this is one of the nine a.m. Eastern time kickoffs. Um, tenth place Chelsea, eighth place Brighton. Um, we talked a lot about Chelsea this 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 season uh, for obvious reasons. Let's talk a little bit about Brighton for a minute. In their four midweek Europa League adventures so far, we already talked about how difficult it is to play on a Thursday and then play on the weekend. But in those four games, they have yet to lose the league game on the following weekend. They've got one win and three draws. However, the injuries and suspensions are starting to pile up for them. In CISO, Stupinion, March, Welbeck, Fatih, Lamptey, they're all uh, injured or questionable for this weekend. Uh, Daoud and, crucially, uh, Lewis Dunk suspended for this trip to the bridge, um, but I mean, Brighton—they—they they, they had a great season last year. I don't think it was—they they were not expected to have that great season after losing Graham Potter. Um, oh yeah, that's right. This is we called this the Graham Potter Derby, uh the <laughs> Mark Cookaraya Derby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of. Or the, uh, or the or the or the or the or the Derby. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of interaction between these two clubs uh, in the last few years. But uh, how would you rate their season so far for Brighton? They're sitting in eighth place. They just beat Ajax back to back. I don't know what they did against A A K Athens today, but they just beat Ajax twice in the Europa League. Um, how how would you rate the goal season so far?
1: honestly I I, I I tend to rate it the same as I rate Newcastle's season better than expected at this point okay. given the given the what's 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 happened on and off the pitch yeah better than expected yeah um, no, they've been looking they've been looking good yeah no um I mean especially given that like Matoma has has kind of dipped Evened out yeah. uh yeah dipped in form um yeah you honestly could call this the "we're gonna pocket all this cash," Darby, because uh, that's what that's what uh, Brighton has done uh, from Chelsea. <laughs> the thank you very much, the ticket to the bank, Darby. Yeah, you you could call it the direct deposit, Darby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, Brighton uh, again. There is a team. There is a team mentality around around Brighton and Newcastle that allow them to weather these storms and maintain a general positivity in their direction. And, you know, going back for years, (laughs) Newcastle, uh, uh, Brighton has always been the team I feared going uh, to play the most, you know, when they were in the lower divisions. I was like, oh, it's an away away match at the Amex. Well, this is going to be a loss, and... Now it's just becoming commonplace, um, in the Premier League. And, you know, them go, I, I, I thoroughly expect them to get at least a point off Chelsea. Um, oh yeah. Chelsea is is seeming to have a mentality problem right now. Um, Nicholas Jackson, um, you know, can't, you know, can't
0: score, um, Uh, I I think it's a little unfair. I think sometimes the service into Nicholas Jackson isn't that great. Raheem Sterling seems like they're really only, you know, they're only decent wide threat. Yeah, he's he's and he's yeah, he's he's been their latest kind of like he's got the hot hand at the moment.
1: And then but uh, but but then you could also say, well, uh, you know, in the midfield, I, I feel like their their midfield is lacking experience. Um, I think they're they have amazing technique, but I think they're young, and yeah. um, they 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 they're, they lack a leader. And then I think in the back end, I think I said I think three times. Good God! <laughs> in the back end, Thiago Silva has lost
0: it. Well, I mean, he's what thirty thirty nine. N- Gonna be forty at yeah. uh, in September. Yeah, in September of next year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's you definitely don't want to be relying on a thirty-nine-year-old player the way the Chelsea are at the moment. So, um, so yeah. Chelsea Brighton. This is on Sunday 9 a.m. Eastern Time on USA Network. And finally. Uh, off to uh, the Eddie Had we go for the late Sunday kickoff is Manchester City against Tottenham Hotspur, second place versus fifth place. This is 11:30 a.m. Eastern Time on Peacock. Uh, after flirting with the possibility of a title challenge, Spurs have done a very Spursy thing and dropped three straight games. They fell to Aston Villa last Sunday, two to one, at home. Showing uh, it's, uh, I think one thing this is showing is that it's it's very difficult to play. Ange ball when you have zero center backs to put out there and you're having to pigeonhole Ben Davies and Emerson Royale into center back roles. Um although interestingly enough, Eric Dyer was an unused sub last weekend. I don't know why uh he's on the bench, but City uh, coming off of a comeback win against RB Leipzig on Tuesday. They haven't lost a game since that one no result against Arsenal in October, but they have drawn their last two PL games against Chelsea and Liverpool. The Chelsea game was an instant classic. Uh, They have Villa coming up on Wednesday of next week. So a bit of a distraction and fixture congestion going on here. So the, the rotation has got to be on. Is this another tricky one for Man City or do you expect them with Holland uh, to, to kind of not necessarily walk this game, but we'll just say walk this game considering Tottenham's current defensive issues.
1: Honestly, I, I I think it's gonna be tough for City again. Yeah, I mean Liverpool pe- Liverpool played them tight. You know they they lost they lost to Arsenal. This doesn't seem like a typical Pep team, you know. Yeah, like they're, they're- like they're, they're, they're given away. They're given like there are, there are times where last season and the se- and seasons prior a Pep Guardiola Manchester city side would literally just kill a game. Like they would score the second or third goal, you know, somewhere in, like the second goal, at least like at the end of the first half score, the third within like 10 to 15 minutes on the, on the, on the, on the other side of, of uh, restart. And then literally just kill it till the rest of the game via possession. And that's just not the case this year.
0: Uh, yeah, and I, that that was the one thing that I was thinking of as you were saying that is control. There's a, there is yeah. not as much control with the city team, and I think a lot of it has to do with the the injury to Kevin De Bruyne. But there's not as much control that the city team exercises on games as they did last season. Now that's hard to do two years in a row, especially the 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 season after you've won um, the 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 treble. So I mean that could be part of it but you know there've been a few i think disappointing aspects for from city for this season you know why isn't jack grealish doing doing a slightly better job there's also been positives julian alvarez having a very good season uh, obviously Holland's still doing quite well um and you know it's not like they're they're totally out of it they're just two points back of actually i think a point back uh from yeah it's just one point one point back of arsenal so i mean you know the the margins are thin but yeah, it, 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 the feeling during the games is like wow, but this. You know, it, it's it's hard to replicate what they did last season, but the fact is they're not. And and there's just that the lack of control kind of makes you think oh, they they're maybe a little bit more vulnerable this season uh, than they were last season. I you know I expect this will be a good game. However, I do think City will win it just because it is tough on Tottenham um to deal with with what they're dealing with at the moment um you know Romero is still suspended uh, i think this is the last of his 3 game suspension i think it was for for that foul uh during the the uh, Chelsea game yeah that's right so so uh, they'll get him back later which will be good um but yeah it's 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 a tough situation for Tottenham right now and they this is I don't know if there's ever a good time to go to the Etihad to play City, but this is definitely not a great time for them to be doing that um, with uh, with their setup. So, so Man City versus Tottenham, uh, second versus fifth place. It's eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time on Peacock. Um, so there's your top four, six of the best. Adam, yep. Go ahead.
1: Can I say something? Yeah. Real um. Quick. When and just 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 you know we're coming out of the top four. When was the last time post you know, Man City takeover has the Premier League table been this tied
0: in the top 10? Well, I mean, I will say this. There's so just two points separate the top four, uh, Arsenal and Aston Villa. Um, and let's see, 16. Da, 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 da. So there's a pretty good separation between 10th and 1st. And but I mean, there's only a ten point separation from from West Ham in ninth uh, to Arsenal in first. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty tight top ten. It's it's looking it's looking good. I I suspect that you know as we move out of Christmas, as you've seen before, we'll have some teams start to pull away. But um, but this is why this is an exciting time of the year. Uh, six of the best. Uh, this is the other six Premier League games that are still very very good, but we couldn't fit into our into our top four this week. Um, there's an honorable mention in here, which I'll say. Uh, Br- Brentford versus Luton, that's Saturday, 10 a.m. on Peacock. Uh, Burnley versus Sheffield United, a relegation six-pointer, Saturday, 10 a.m., also on Peacock. The NBC game this week, this is my honorable mention. I I wanted to talk about this. It's Forrest versus Everton, Saturday, 12.30 p.m. on NBC and Peacock. Um, the reason it's an honorable mention is because I don't know what it is, but Nottingham Forest, whenever they play, there's just a lot of goals, and it's really dramatic. <laughs> So and Everton obviously have that uh, ten point deduction hanging over their heads and uh, and sort of their you can't do this to us attitude going on. So this could be a a, a good one. This could be a, a one worth dual screening if you're planning on watching some college football this weekend. Keep the Forest and Everton game handy because this one could be exciting uh, again. Twelve thirty p.m. on Saturday. And then uh, three other games on Sunday that we uh, didn't mention earlier, Bournemouth versus Aston Villa, Liverpool versus Fulham, and West Ham against Crystal Palace. Those are all Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern time on Peacock. I could not have timed that any better. The Continental Breakfast music kicked right in uh as we were uh, exiting our premier league talk sorry jordan i had to (laughs) it like i i I literally said i literally said 9 a.m on peacock so just this is this is some background information that the crowd doesn't need to know but i'm going to tell you anyway so i i put in the music that i'm going to use on this track uh or on this um uh, it, I, I set it down in the track so that I have it later and I can move it whenever we're done with the show. And I usually put it ahead enough so that we're not it, it's not interfering. Um, this time, though, however, as we moved along and as we were talking, we ran into where I had this track laid down. And it just so happens that I, I perfectly timed that to Continental Breakfast. So I know you may have had a point, Jordan, but I feel like fate has said, no, 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 it's time to move on to what's happening uh, in Europe this weekend. And there actually is quite a lot uh, happening in Europe this weekend. And I, I want to start just very quickly. And we don't have to talk about this a whole lot because I it, we're running up on time here and I have to, I have to feed my child. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about Girona, Jordan. Uh, La Liga team, if you weren't aware... Uh, you don't get a whole lot of new teams in the in the top four of La Liga, but uh, Girona is one of those. They are currently even on points with Real Madrid. Uh, they're both on thirty five points. They've just got one defeat in this whole entire season. Um, they and that one defeat was to Real Madrid, but they've beaten Villarreal. Uh, they beat Sevilla. Uh, they have a hard on draw against Real Sociedad they started out the season with. Um, they've got such results as a 5-2 drubbing of Almeria, a 4-2 win away to Osasuna. That's a tough one. A 2-1 win away to Rayo Vallacano. Last weekend, they drew 1-1 with Athletic Bilbao. And this weekend at 7 o'clock, uh, 8, 8 a.m. Eastern time, then I guess on ESPN+, Plus, Girona are at home to... Valencia so a a, a tough uh, another potentially tough match for Girona but um yeah Girona they they're looking good they're they're definitely worth a watch and to uh i I guess to kind of go back onto what you were talking about earlier about the affiliated clubs uh, a member of the Man City group of clubs uh globally they are they are a partner club of of uh of the City group and so yeah, that's that's obviously starting to pay some dividends for them.
1: Um, yeah, my
0: Girona is looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> what? What? I got. I'm the dad. I got to make the dad jokes. <laughs> uh, no, then, no, then
1: I, then I, I, I laid plenty of time <laughs> for you to hop onto that thing. And then just, just... I know. I just I just left it out there. <laughs> I mean, you crossed that you crossed. The, I, I put the cross in for you, Adam. You, you you didn't take it. And so the next time, next time I was just going to boot it, boot it from 35 yards. Okay. I wasn't going to give you the opportunity to mess it up again.
0: Also in the league this weekend, Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. Those are those, those are two teams that we often find near the top of the table. Um, but uh, this is third versus fourth place or fourth versus third, I guess. Um. So that's another one in La Liga to watch out for. And that one is uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. So Girona is Saturday morning on ESPN+. Plus. Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid is uh, 3 p.m. on uh, Saturday, also on ESPN+. Plus. In Syria, uh, top of the table Inter have to go to Napoli. This is uh, a 2.45 Eastern time kickoff on Paramount Plus on Sunday. So that's a tough one. Inter Milan having to go to Napoli. Inter do have a loss on the season that happened when we were on our little hiatus. And finally in the Bundesliga, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, talking about uh, your, your boys, Jordan, uh, Bayer Leverkusen are at home to Dortmund. Uh, Leverkusen, of course, topping the table. They are two points ahead of Bayern Munich. This one's uh, a potentially, potentially tricky tricky one against Dortmund. Um, but uh, that one is 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday from the Bay Arena in Leverkusen. Uh, so Bayern um, Leverkusen versus Dortmund is the last contribution I have for Continental Breakfast. Hey, Adam. Yes.
1: Any any match between Leverkusen and Dortmund occurring in December um, uh, from now on uh, should be called uh, Munich's Christmas Shopping Darby.
0: <laughs> because they should just go Christmas shopping instead of watching the game? Is that what Well, the... no,
1: well no, no, that's no, that's because Bayern Munich is, is literally doing their Christmas shopping watching that match. Like, okay, Vert's got him. Friend mm. Pong, we're going to get him. Oh, I see. Z- Javi Alonso, uh we're going he's going to be our next manager. Yeah. That's why i meant to called it, it's the Bayern Munich, uh Christmas shopping uh, derby.
0: I'm kind of hoping Javi Alonso decides to follow his uh, his former partner Mark Sitton to the East End and becomes West Ham's manager in the future. But that's that's uh, I mean that would that's a that's I a mean, hope. That's that would, that's, be, a, that's a that would a, be a boon for you. Yeah, you I I'd be you, very happy about that. Yeah. Very, very happy indeed. And finally, this warrants a quick mention. The FA Cup is this weekend, as we've said uh, earlier. Big news this past week um, in, in the FA Cup, or maybe this past few months. Um, so, Barnsley beat uh, Horsham in the first round of the FA Cup proper. This is back in uh, earlier in November. However, it was, it was determined that the Tykes, unfortunately, fielded an ineligible player. Barnsley have said this is due to an administrative error. As such, they have been kicked out of the competition, and Horsham have been reinstated. So, Horsham will go to face Sutton United uh, on Sunday instead of Barnsley. So, that's kind of an interesting change. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these are on ESPN. Plus, uh, Alfreton Town versus Walsall, for instance. Uh, you can also watch York City against Wigan. We need to tell Caleb about that one. Caleb has a uh, a, a virtual history with York City on Football Manager. He, he he did them, he he took them up to the top, so he he might be interested in watching that one. Um, let's see who else is in this. Maidstone is still in this. Uh, Eastleigh is still in this. Chesterfield. Uh, the Spyrites, still in this. They play Leighton Orient on Sunday. Wrexham, of course. Everyone's America's, it's the third, fourth, third, one of America's teams. Uh, they're playing Yeovil Town. Uh, that's at uh, 1045 Eastern Time on Sunday, 3rd of December. So, yeah, FA Cup weekend. Always uh, very, very exciting. I am disappointed, Jordan, because um, as much as I like Charlton Athletic because of their win, back um on uh, oh a look oh okay because of their win in the replay um, they had to go to this team's name basically the best team name in this in in the FA cup proper is now out of the competition unfortunately and that is, wood is out no I found a better name uh Cray Valley paper mills they uh, oh my god yes yes fantastic this is a real team Cray Valley Paper Mills they went to uh, Charlton Athletic in uh, the first round uh, game and because of an own goal they got the replay and so Charlton came back they went to uh, the excuse me if I look up my notes here the art the the Arctic Arctic not Arctic Arctic Stadium. Uh, in London, which is where Cray Valley Paper Mills play. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, they lost 6-1 to, uh, to Charlton Athletics. So um, the Attic's getting the job done, but uh, unfortunately, no more Cray Valley Paper Mills in, uh, in the FA Cup. Very sad. Maybe in the future. Hopefully again. Uh, we will see them rise to the occasion. Um, so yeah, FA Cup this weekend. Lots of great games in Europe. Um, it's good to be back Jordan it's it's it's, it's I'm I'm excited I, I' I'm full of holiday spirit.
1: Yes and um I don't have a negative moment with Jordan okay um I actually just have a uh, an idea that okay. specifically the northern Europeans can go on to. I know I know I know everyone does their own version of Christmas. Right. But I feel like England the you know the United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, I really do feel like they they could use our holiday of Thanksgiving at the end of November as just a lovely kickoff into the festive season. You have okay. a roast, you have a roast turkey. <clears throat> You spend some time with family. Maybe you tie in a sport, uh, a major sporting weekend. You know, hockey for some. Maybe some handball for others. <laughs> maybe tie in a you know uh, tie in tie in, tie in some major football matches for you know England. But just just you know. Embrace, embrace Thanksgiving as the kickoff to the holiday season, like we treat it, and life will be so much better.
0: I mean, I wish we still did that. Unfortunately, I think we kick off the holiday season like after Halloween. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, is there a reason that the Italians and the Spanish and the the Greeks can't do this?
1: No, or is, or is, no, okay. they
0: can. You just said Northern Europeans, so I mean, I don't. I mean,
1: well, I mean, they okay. They live, they live that sunny Mediterranean life, and Thanksgiving just doesn't. It does. It hits differently if you're wearing a sweater, Adam. It really does. If you're wearing like a nice, a nice sweater, it's in like the it's in it's in the low low fifties during the day. Thanksgiving feels different, and unfortunately, the Greeks, the Italians, and the Spanish. You know they're they're living that Mediterranean olive lifestyle, my man, yeah. and it's it's they could celebrate it. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, gatekeeping Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving can be for all. I'm saying the people the people that live in colder climes would would would, would enjoy it
0: more. Okay, we'll start uh, drafting your letter to the EU uh, very very soon. Anyways, uh, thank you Jordan for joining me this week again. Sorry we ran uh, a little long. We try and keep these short, but you know we're back. It's it's we we. Got a lot to say. There's, there's a lot of our stuff going on right now, but don't let that stop you from enjoying the football this weekend. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, get get those tablets out. Start dual screening because there's a lot of good college football as well. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, see you again next week, same time, and then perhaps in the future on YouTube. More on that uh, in the in the coming weeks. So enjoy it, everybody. Thanks a lot.